It's Mental Health Chat Monday, the new and improved version, honey. On this series, we sit down with a brand new guest every week and discuss their journey with mental illness and mental wellness because here on Mental Health Chat Monday, our motto is turning mental illness to mental wellness. I am your host, Dider Bionic. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You know where all of my socials are. I am at Dider Bionic on everything. It's all linked down below. It's called branding. Look it up. But that is not why we're here today. We are here to talk to and chat with one of my very closest friends, a person I've known for many, many years, incredibly talented, recent mama. <sighs> Y'all don't know. And uh, just a beautiful soul. L'Oreal is Thank here today you. in the house. Hi. How are you? How are you? I'm well. Good. Defined well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like well done or... I was at work whenever somebody asked for a burger well done. I go, is it well? Or the kitchen will be like, that's your well done. I go, but is it is it done well? Because I'm stupid and I've been working in a restaurant for too long. <laughs> okay, Lori, introduce yourself to the people. Let them know who you are, how we met. Tell us a little bit of your backstory. Uh, my name is L'Oreal Costello. Um, I used to go by L'Oreal Stevenson. Um... I got married. <laughs> <laughs> so what? How long have I been married? Three years. Yeah. Uh, it's starting to all blur together. Uh huh. It started. That's what it started to do. So I've been married for three years. Um, just had a baby, of course. Um, I met Darius in high school, my sophomore year in high school, and I'm gonna be real honest with you. I was just thinking about it today. I cannot remember how we met. I just feel like I've always known you. <laughs> it, I think if I remember correctly, all I remember about our meeting in high school was you had red hair. And that is it. I remember talking to somebody about the girl with the red hair. And that's, and yeah, it just seems like ever since then. Did I just show up to audition? Like, I feel, because I don't know what would be the situation where we would interact with each other. I have I no know. idea. Anyway, but I've known Darius for 12 years. Yeah. 12 years now. Well, maybe more than that, because I've been out of high school for 12 years. <coughs> <laughs> and that was my junior year, I think. Oh, my God. So it's been a long time. Yeah. We've been friends for a really long time. A very long time. Um, As far as backstory goes, grew up in St. Louis, lived in St. Louis my entire life, um, pretty much. And uh, I'm a local artist. Mm -hmm. um, so pretty much it. And I work full time at a grocery chain. I will not tell you what grocery chain. Um, don't ask. <laughs> don't ask. I said don't ask. No questions. <laughs> I didn't think I could actually hit that note, but there it is. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm kind of like a. You get what you see kind of person, I feel yeah. like, for the most part. That's a great way to describe you. You, you, Of all the people that I have held with me since high school, you definitely are the one that I remember being like the most just like, and here it is. Even through all the changes that I have seen you go through, like we've all gone through as we get older from high school, like you still are always like, this is who I am. Either you can get with it or get lost. Yeah. I love that about you. 
Dang. I really do. Okay, I start every single one of these episodes the same way. Mental health check. How are you? Where are you at today? How is 2023 treating you so far? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. So going into motherhood, even before motherhood, I was very concerned about postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Because everything else I got going on. Mm-hmm. Um, To be quite honest with you. I'm very leveled out. Yeah? Yes. Surprisingly, outside of like not being able to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that just kind of comes with it. It just comes with having a baby. Yeah, no, it does. Like, for real, for real. Like, I've less noticed my insomnia. Really? Yeah. Because now it's just sleep when you fucking can. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't have like times where I'm just up. Mm-hmm. You kind of like intermittent nap now. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like a lot more leveled out emotionally speaking. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't have too many sad days like I used to. I love hearing that. Oh. <laughs> oh. Like those days where you just wake up and you just, mm, and you just like, no matter what, you can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. I rarely have those days. Yeah. And also Lydia is a huge help, which I know that's a lot to put on an infant. But also not really, because I, not to say that a kid is supposed to be the thing that makes you happy, but I, especially wanting a child and having a child that you want so much, it definitely, I can see being serotonin. It's a difference. Okay. It's a difference. Cause mm-hmm. there was a time where I didn't want a child I and I was in a position where I had a child <laughs> and uh, it was the most terrifying thing in my life. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like way different. Yeah. I like her a lot. <laughs> I like her so I much. <laughs> I like her so much. So, I, I'm honestly, I'll be a little candid. I was feeling a little me- melancholy today myself. Like, having one of those... You know how you're not, like, really sad? You're just kind of like, meh. Yeah. I was having one of those days today. Like, it just was like... I wasn't sad. I wasn't feeling bad. But I was like... Huh. It could be great if the sun was out. You know, and I'm not even a sun person. I'm not one of those, like, sundowners people where my mood is affected by the season. My depression is year-round, baby. Um, And it's honestly a lot less. It's a lot better in the winter than it is in the summer, which is completely weird. I love the wintertime. I feel so rejuvenated and relaxed. And, like, it could be because my birthday and, like, I have put so much positivity into my birthday. Mm -hmm. And in the summertime, I just can't breathe. So it is hot, hot, and my allergies be clowning and pollen. Really, despite all of that, I still have my ghetto ass out here hiking and everything. Uh uh-uh. <laughs> No, I be I be at work on the patio. You need another cocktail? Eyes running. It is the worst. I hate the summertime. But, you know, maybe if I was somewhere else that wasn't St. Louis and had a nice, moderate summer and not All the hell. Hell. It is. Um, but, yeah, I was feeling a little, a little meh today. But I feel, I feel, I, I got a lot of work done. I got some episodes edited. I got page set up there's a facebook page it probably is already out by the time this episode comes out but there's a facebook page go like the mental health chat monday facebook page um yeah but i'm feeling better and i'm glad you're here genuinely i 
whenever I am in your presence, it's like really hard for me not to be happy. And I mean that at, from the bottom of my heart. You're really and truly one of my dearest friends. Like, uh, thank you. <laughs> this got unexpectedly sentimental, but that's like the truth. I just because I remember all the times we had in high school, like hanging out, being in plays, and then life after high school. And re- like, you don't keep that connection with very many people. Not really. No, actually. I have. I couldn't tell you who went to our high school. The, the, okay. The, uh, no, I'm so serious. It's so funny because like there, there's some key players. There's people that I remember. Mm-hmm. And then like, I swear to God, like every time somebody dies, Bri and I'm like, you remember them? People have been dying from high school? Yes. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Sorry, man. <laughs> but I'm just like, I don't know who that is. I have no clue who that is. I, I can't remember. I can't recall. Can't place him. Sorry to this man. <laughs> I I mean, same. Honestly, truly, I don't. And it's not that I didn't have a meaningful high, sp- high school experience because I did. And I remember so much of it, but mm-hmm. I just cannot tell you who was there. I'm going to be real with you. I don't remember much of high school. I blocked out a lot of high school and not because of school. Because school was like the one time I felt like I was okay. Mm-hmm. people all through my life tried to bully me and it's like impossible to bully me do you feel like there was anything traumatic happening for you at the time during high oh, school oh absolutely my home life was treacherous like yeah. my dad being in the house you know we've talked about that a lot my mom's great I love my mom she's my best friend she brought me through all of that but it was definitely home life that was like yeah I don't need this yeah I have like a span of my memory in middle school where for a short period of time I went to Normandy Middle I can't remember any of it <laughs> it is insane but I cannot remember any of it I know I went there it happened the record show I can't remember any of it yeah. and it blows my mind I'm very similar with high school there are bits and pieces of high school that is, and it's mostly stuff with like theater and plays and like stuff that wasn't yeah, there's a lot of that time in my life I don't really remember. That's wild. Yay, trauma! <laughs> <Ding>. <laughs> so, <laughs> on the topic of trauma, sure. so we um, have kind of just discussed general, generally what we struggle with and go through. Have you received any diagnoses, Ooh. clinical diagnoses? You don't have to go deep into um. it if you don't want to. But if you're comfortable, talk to me a little bit about it. Okay, so for sure, I have depression, just a general depression, mm-hmm. PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last time I was with my therapist, we were talking about bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. possibly, mm-hmm. because we were just matching things up with like um, attention deficit disorder. Uh-huh. And she was just like, I don't know if it might be that. Have you thought about bipolar disorder? And I was just like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't thought about it, actually. (laughs) So um, that's something that lately we've been kind of toying with. Mm -hmm. So I can see it possibly. How has that that, um, potential diagnosis, how has that affected kind of how you uh, attack, uh, attack, (laughs) not attack, (laughs) how you address the world and like relationships and life and work and... Um, Honestly, if that's something that is the case... Mm -hmm. Um, it really doesn't bother me as much because uh, 
again, my I don't have extreme mood changes. Mm -hmm. So like it's sometimes I can have like crazy erratic behavior, but it's not like a thing that like, like a constant in my way. Mm -hmm. So like it's it's like okay. It's a lot less noticeable than the fact that I have depression. Yeah. They say that a lot of a lot of those things kind of go hand in hand and I can't speak on the bipolar disorder because I don't have I mean at least I haven't been diagnosed but you never know um but I just I um there's such a stigma against bipolar disorder that's what I was about to say and like I really want to dead that again I have not been diagnosed with it but I know several people I have many close friends who have been diagnosed and who function perfectly fine in life and they do have their extreme their mania and their extreme sadness and it's very apparent when it's happening and it's not easy to like talk them down but at the same time it kind of is because you you see it you recognize it and you're like okay i'm gonna let you have this mm -hmm. and I need to do a little bit more research on bipolar disorder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a friend and hers is very extreme. So I think what it is is that um, when you compare it to those of, uh, th that you know, mm -hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I have an aunt um, who struggles with bipolar disorder and mm -hmm. she started struggling with it when I was like nine. Mm -hmm. And I just remember what that felt like. And so, like, when people were just, when my therapist suggested it, I was just like, oh, no, that's not me. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, and you immediately are like, <laughs> it's either a, a great relief or it's terrifying. And I, it's terrifying. Uh -huh. I think that's what it is for me. It's terrifying because what does that mean? What does that mean for me? What does that mean for my kid? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. So, now, how did you feel when you got your depression diagnosis? Was, was that like, feeling different? Or? I was like, girl, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> Same, <laughs> bitch. I'm insane. You just catching up. <laughs> you just not figuring it out. You're just not getting to it. Um, the PTSD, mm -hmm. however, that was something different. Um, I think because when you think of PTSD and you think about you think about the the PTSD like the military Marines yeah. you think about like stuff like that mm -hmm. and I was just like nah my life ain't that traumatic um, but it took me a minute to be like okay yeah no I definitely have PTSD and yeah. things that you don't necessarily think are trauma our trauma mm -hmm. and calling it out was kind of just like a big it was a hurdle yeah it was really a hurdle and i still do it to this day like i will be randomly just thinking about something and then i'm just like oh my god that was traumatic like i have to call it you're what it still is. unlocking memories all the time yeah all the time i've been dealing with that a little bit myself lately if with things that i didn't think traumatized me and or things that I thought maybe did traumatize me, but I had gotten over. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, okay, cool, that's still around. And it comes up a lot when you have kids. Yeah, it comes up a lot when you have kids. Like, it's it's so it's so weird how the 
how it all happens mm -hmm. but like sometimes she'll do something or she'll say something in my brain like switches to like the very unhealthy thinking and then i have to be like no mm -hmm. i don't want to do that you have to retrain your brain let's do something different not even retrain my brain but like just the stuff that i'm used to or the stuff that i would think i would respond to a certain way mm -hmm. realizing that it's not the way to respond oh. because somebody did it to me type deal yeah or just because just it's just you just know so it's just like innate yeah and sometimes you're just like uh no especially when you just look in the eyes of your child and just that alone mm -hmm. <laughs> is enough yeah um you know, we talk a lot about in the black community, specifically breaking generational curses. And that is literally what you're talking about right now. Like that. And I love to hear it. The You know, I've had a couple of black people on at this point. And <laughs> it it it's wild to me how we all have very similar stories coming up Whew. and how a lot of us had such traumatic experiences with one parent or both parents and how we are actively working to not, not give our, it. yeah. Uh, however, there is like some people that are real strong and like 10 toes down in the shit. Mm -hmm. Cause I know people that say they're breaking generational cake purses. However, they're doing the same thing. Yes. Repeating the cycle and not realizing it. They're doing the same things and expecting better results. Mm. Like, you're not going to tell me, like, the just the discussion around spanking alone. Mm -hmm. You know you have all these problems. You know it affected you. But you're still going to spank because that's just the way it is. That's just how we grew up. But you're not breaking any generational curses. Like, I feel like that's a whole different conversation. But No, it's not a whole different conversation. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what the whole point of this is. We bring it all up. We bring it all out. There's nothing that's off. But, yeah, I feel like a lot of people are really missing the mark. Yeah. I don't, I probably will never have kids. I have come to that decision in life. Okay. I think, and, I, and I'm okay with it. And, you know, when I was younger, I wanted kids. But now that I'm like, I'm 30 and I'm happy in my relationship and my career is like at a point where it like is kind of starting to try and take off. And okay. if I had been at where I am now maybe five or six years ago when I was a little younger and like things had I by this point I was already kind of well cemented in my career I maybe would still be kind of considering like maybe yeah. but eh I will say the 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 uh, perk to wait until you're an adult to have children is that your friends are also adults mm -hmm. and they can buy you gifts that is true <laughs> That is true. And get you some friends that like giving gifts. Good gifts. Not just like, oh, here's a... And a girl colors, even though you got 10 of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, give me something that I can actually use. Like, bring some wipes. Some, a ninja. A, listen, and I use that motherfucking ninja. Listen, <laughs> ask Ronnie. I use that ninja almost every... <laughs> When I made my birria tacos, yeah, baby, came, look, Ninja in came in the clutch. Came in the clutch. I, I just remember when I first got my first apartment, somebody had gifted me a ninja, and I rolled that motherfucker to the wheels roll. <laughs> Listen, it. I'm like, let me go on and get this. I I want so badly to start juicing and like do it just so I can use it more often because I I use it. I make a meme 
pesto alfredo mm -hmm. we have it like on special occasions because it's real cheesy it's really really good but it's like death the next day by toilet and you gotta get you some lactose tablets they don't work with that oh they don't sorry. work it's like four bags of cheese it's oh, like Lord. a whole like thing of heavy cream it's so good butter Oh, now I want it. Why are you doing that to yourself? Because it's good. Okay. It's worth it. Okay. But no, I want so badly to juice, to use the Ninja every morning. It's therapeutic. It is, though. It is. I used really to make uh, smoothies every morning. That's mm -hmm. what I would have with my Ninja. Yeah. So, moving on just a little bit. Okay. Um, you talked a little bit about therapy. Talk to me about how therapy helped. Oh, Lord. Um, saying it out loud, mm. acknowledging stuff that happened, and also finding a different way to speak, mm -hmm. not only to other people, but to myself. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Not only to other people, but to myself. And just that, that, that helped a lot. Because I would tell myself things and my brain would tell myself things that just were not true. Mm -hmm. um, so learning how to teach yourself to think differently, mm -hmm. I think makes all of the difference. Um, it really, really does. Because there's a difference between I can't do it, I give up. Mm -hmm. And okay, well, let me try a different way. Yeah, Let's try a different way. Um, <clears throat> so that definitely helped. Like it really, really did. Um, but also like, I swear to God, sometimes because it's hard work. It really, really is. Uh -huh. It does get worse before it gets better. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm just like, how did I stay oblivious for so long? And sometimes I kind of miss it. Yeah. Sometimes I kind of miss it. Sometimes I kind of miss to be able to pack away the trauma. Mm -hmm. Worry about it later. Much, 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 <laughs> much, much, much later. Way later. Um, But I'm to the point where I just got to say it. Mm -hmm. I just gotta say it. So talk to me a little bit. That's actually something that I, you know, we've kind of talked about in, in a couple episodes. Some people have kind of grazed upon, but talk to me about positive self-talk. How, how do you get to a place where positive self-talk is the auto response if you are in that place? Am I? If not, how do you feel like, how do you feel like you can reach that goal? Because for me, positive self-talk has been the thing that has talked to my like I have talked myself off the ledge many a time over the years. Yeah. And I have gotten to a point now where those voices do come and, you know, it's that negative self-talk. And I'm like, uh, no, we're not doing that today. Yeah. I might be whatever, blah, 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 fucked up, but I am still in control. I might feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. But guess what, bitch? I'm not. My positive self So my positive self-talk, it always takes form and just like. How do, how do I describe my positive self-talk? <laughs> because, like, to other people, it might not sound positive, mm -hmm. but to me... <laughs> I feel like our positive self-talk is very similar. That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> you gonna let him treat you like that? Like, hell the fuck no. You don't deserve that. You don't, like, that's mm -hmm. how I kind of talk to myself. Like, I yeah. have to talk to myself like that because, like... I don't know. Sometimes I kind of believe the things that aren't true. Mm -hmm. Like you do. But um, 
No, my positive self-talk is you can do this. It's not like you haven't done it before. Mm -hmm. Try to do it. At least try to do it. Like that's the big thing right there mm -hmm. is the the trying. At least try to do it. You don't know how it's going to come out. Mm -hmm. You don't know. Yeah. Trying is the hardest part. And nobody talks about how hard healing is and how much it hurts. It does. Like we talk about we you know it's fun and kiki and haha we're healing yeah i'm going doing my shadow work i'm healing it's great okay when you're crying in the corner on a tuesday evening because you dropped a pen because it reminds you of something from childhood and you're like is this what healing feels like yeah it's so magical <laughs> it is though once you once you get to that place especially like the place i'm at with my mom mm-hmm like, I have, like, remember having, like, during therapy, like, literal breakdowns about some of the stuff that happened growing up. Mm -hmm. And just being like, oh, like, this is who she is. This is what she did. You know, yeah, that happened. Holy shit. Because for so long, I told myself that it was normal. And not just that, but I know a lot of other black women that have similar experiences yeah, with their mother. Yeah, it's a very scary thing in the black community with mothers and daughters. And I don't really. I've never understood it. Yeah, I don't get it. None. Because like I look at my daughter and I just like. This is a part of me. What is it? Is she a part of me? But just like she's just like. She's amazing. <laughs> like, she, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I love how genuine that was. Oh my God. She is. Like, she she is amazing. And, like, I can't see myself looking at her the way I felt that I was looked at growing oh. up. Oh my God. It's so weird. It's so, it's so weird. What is the, what's the quote? The, um, as a woman, I get it, but as a mother, I can never understand. Mm hmm. I can never understand. Yeah, I, 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 I don't even know what I'm trying to say because that just really fucked me up. Like, I couldn't imagine looking into my if I had a son into my son's eyes and being like, "This one, you got something out for me, don't you?" But also, like, but I also understand it too. Like, this is what therapy does. It makes you devil advocate all the time. Mm -hmm. You have no idea. But I also understand it too. Like, I understand like. The pressures of having a baby that you don't want mm -hmm. and what that would feel like for somebody like i'm not gonna be like oh i just never no no babies aren't blessings to everybody and i think we have to be completely forthcoming about that uh-huh just like pregnancy ain't for everybody it really is not um and i think we gloss over it as if this this glamorous thing and you know, it's, I really not. I've heard from more of my fr my friends who have been pregnant that they had a much more difficult time with pregnancy than I have heard people be like, oh, my pregnancy was great. I think I know one person and that could just be me trying to figure out who that person is. But and one person who was like, my pregnancy was fabulous. It was so great. I was so beautiful. And I just, girl. Everybody else is like, this is shit. I hate this. It's so funny because when I found out I was pregnant, I remember, uh, um, was it Good People? Was I Good People or was it mm -hmm. Jurassic Park? It was one of those. It was, I, 
I found out during Good People. <laughs> it was one of those, and somebody at the show was just like, oh, somebody on the other side of the room, L'Oreal's pregnant, you know, something like that. Because I had already told everybody. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, not out in you. And like, you know, like I turned around like, yes, yes, I am. And somebody was like, oh, you don't sound happy about it. I was like, bitch, I threw up three times today. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I, I gay baby. Bitch, I don't feel good. I want to skip this part. Well, and there's this like me. Society has to have being uncomfortable with the raw emotions of other people mm-hmm. and making them feel like they have to stuff down those feelings and just say that they're fine when they are not. Mm-hmm. And we need to be more comfortable with people saying, I'm not fine. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I want you to help me. I don't need you to feel sorry for me. I'm just not fine. Yeah. And that should be okay. And that is the point of this podcast. <laughs> Seriously, like that's a, the whole reason I do this is because we need to end the stigma of like being okay all the time. I think it's fucking weird to be... I'm in a cold. I, th- I think it's weird to be fine all the time. I don't know a single person that is fine all the time. My therapist, maybe. I don't trust. Her. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I still, I'm still kind of teetering the the lines of what is okay to talk. Like, I personally, I'm curious about her personal life, mm-hmm. but I don't ask her about her personal life. Yeah, because. I don't want to lose my therapist. One and two, like I don't know what line where the line is, mm-hmm. and so I just want to keep it. We're talking about my life. Yeah, we're, you're like here I, for me. Like I even feel weird asking her about her cats when her cats run through the. Sometimes because we Facetimed a lot during uh-huh. COVID, so I'm just like, oh, what's your cat name? <laughs> and I shouldn't ask her that. That's so unprofessional. And she's like, what cat? <laughs> <laughs> What cat are you talking about, L'Oreal? I do want to ask you real quick. How important is it to um, establish a relationship with your therapist? Like, not obviously not a close, not personal relationship where y'all hanging out and kicking on the weekends, getting drunk, going out for mimosas. Because if you're doing that to a therapist, maybe you need a new therapist. Um, But how important is that relationship in guiding you to the healing process or through the healing process? Uh, first of all, it's important because you have to be comfortable in order to let down a lot of guards. Mm -hmm. If you're going to get to that point, I feel like most people that seek out therapy are seeking out therapy because they, one, they want healing and you're not going to get healing if you're not honest with yourself Mm -hmm. and you have to be honest with your therapist and forthcoming with your therapist. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes I be telling white lies up in there. I ain't going to (laughs) lie. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> L'Oreal lies to her therapist. <laughs> That's shady. It is, though. But no, like, because sometimes I'm just not ready to, like, face stuff. Yeah. And she knows that. Mm-hmm. She knows that. And she doesn't push. She's not very pushy. Mm-hmm. Um, but she definitely, she had she phrases things in a way to where I'm asking myself the questions. Mm-hmm. And once I start asking myself the questions, I'm like, wait a minute. You goddamn genius. <laughs> you might be on something. So, um, where was I going with that thought? You were talk- we were talking about um, um, having a good relationship. Yes, with having therapist. a good relationship. And it is, being honest. Yeah, it's good to have a good relationship with your therapist because you want, when you're healing, you want somebody to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no lie. 
Um, I have a friend right now. And particularly this person is really, really, really struggling. Mm -hmm. However, on the other tip, you cannot be honest with this person. Mm -hmm. So this person stays stagnant all the time, making the same mistakes, making the same decisions. And it's just like, well, if somebody can be honest with you, maybe you can change some of the behaviors. Yeah. So I think that's where it comes like with your therapist. You want to be honest with your therapist and you want to have that type of personal type level and feel like your therapist knows you mm -hmm. because you can't change the behavior if the behavior is not if you're not aware of the behavior. Yeah. So if you're not being honest with your therapist, you wasting your own time, your own money. We kind of got got away from it a little bit, but I do want to talk to you about the transition from being pregnant to being not pregnant and how that affected your mental health. I know pregnancy was rough. Has and I know things have gotten better, but how was the like I guess the immediate transition right it was after? Hell. Yeah. It was fucking hell. Um, first of all, I had a very traumatic birth. Mm -hmm. We talked about that. Yes. Um, so you're in the hospital for three days and it's a revolving door of people. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're being told breastfeed every two hours, breastfeed on demand, but breastfeed on demand, mm -hmm. um, skin to skin contact, all of these things, all of these things on top of the fact that your entire bottom just hurts. Yeah. Everything just hurts. It's bruised. It's sore. Um, and essentially because I tore real bad. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning to use the bathroom because I can't really tell if what's, what's happening down on. there. Yeah. I can't tell what's happening down there. The muscles are tore. Mm -hmm. tore into the muscle. So like I was struggling with all of that and like having to Sh scuttle yeah. to the bathroom on top of that and having to care for the baby. Um, so Wild Barnes has a nursery that you can send your baby to. They have baby room with you. Oh. Now, they don't send baby straight to the nursery. They have baby in the room with you the whole time. And you can ask to send the baby to the nursery. Mm -hmm. um, but she's in there the whole time. I can see how that would be a good thing. But I also can definitely see, especially after what you experienced, how that could be a very bad thing. Yeah. Like, And so, like, after being in labor for 18 hours and pushing for four hours... I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. Like I was so exhausted, but I still have to take care of this human. Yeah. Um, and luckily I have a really I have an amazing support system. Mm -hmm. I'll just say it. And I know like in recent years, like I've had friends that have babies and mm -hmm. kids and stuff, and they don't have husbands, they don't have support systems. Mm -hmm. So like I can only imagine that it's ten times worse for them. Yeah. Um, but that transition from being pregnant, like and I mean, it lasts. It felt like it was. It went on forever. It really felt like it went on forever. And I'm getting to the point where I'm just now starting to feel a little bit normal. Mm -hmm. But it really felt like it went on forever because people they don't tell you so much about birth. Yeah. Um. You're not just bleeding for heavily for up to six weeks. There's also like there's other fluids that you're leaking. <laughs> there's other fluids that you're leaking. And so, like, you're just always wet. You got this pad down there. They don't tell you that you possibly get diaper rash. 
<laughs> now you're treating yourself and your baby for diaper rash. I'm proud I've been keeping diaper rash off of her lately. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not lately, but but yeah, do that. Real proud that I, mm-hmm. my baby ain't had diaper rash. Yeah. Um, but you're going through all of this stuff at the same time, and just those emotions of being a mother. Mm-hmm. It's it's something. And I have to imagine your hormones are still like because you just had a baby and like that hasn't righted itself yet. This is is. Like, and it's so, it's such a, it's such a, a fast shift. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you don't get a pause between having to take the baby home. It's and, not like, something that slowly happens. And mm-hmm. that's why they say um, to check for postpartum depression three up to three years. Mm. You can have postpartum depression. Ooh. And it can come at any t- at any moment. That I did not know. Wow. Yes, it can come at any moment. Postpartum depression, um... There's also, you can get preeclampsia mm-hmm. after after the baby, a whole bunch of other stuff they don't tell you about. Um, and so, like, it is weird because, like, I felt like my body was not my own. Mm-hmm. Like, it just wasn't my body. And uh, putting on clothes after was hard, too. Mm-hmm. Because... My jeans didn't fit. I was just like, okay, I'm going to have this baby and everything just going to snatch back. And that did not happen. (laughs) (laughs) And so now I'm in this process of loving my body where it is now Mm -hmm. and trying my best to love my body where it is now because I'm so used to being thin. Um... Which apparently everybody say I look good for somebody that just had a baby. I think you do look good. Um, So... Now that's where it is and just feeling normal. Now my boobs ain't, they they ain't going, she ain't going back. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no snapback. So, I mean, that's one of the things that I just have to mourn the loss of. I'm a a big chested woman now. (laughs) (laughs) That's who I am. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I feel like Jennifer (laughs) Coolidge. Yeah. So, um, I mean... But I also remember feeling really grateful. Like, this is how I grounded myself during it. Because I was like, I'm experiencing something new as far as womanhood. I'm in a new stage of womanhood. And I remember crying about just being happy that I'm exper- like seriously like yeah. I, I, I'm experiencing motherhood now I'm experiencing something different now and I remember talking to John's mom about it and I was just like because she was asking me how I was and I was just like actually it feels real refreshing mm-hmm. to be experiencing this new stage of life um my I was like my crotch hurts and all this stuff like that <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying like being honest like my crotch yeah. hurt my chest was leaking she's screaming um, but it's also a beautiful experience because mm-hmm. I'm entering a new phase of womanhood. Not saying that women that don't. Yeah, but this is a different experience. It's, it's a different experience. Yeah. yeah, it's a real different experience. So that's kind of how I grounded myself and just reminded myself that life changes. Did y'all catch the criminal or no? Um. So, yeah, so it's just a different experience. I um, am so proud of you. And I did it. You did. You did it. And like you have just 
it, like I said earlier, as much of a different person as you are, you've remained like the same. Oh. Like you just, I don't know. You just radiate a brighter, stronger energy, but you've kept like the L'Oreal about it. I don't know how to make that sound flowery and and like I'm usually good with words, but I can't string those words together today. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. I've been I've I've seen that people have a great difficulty trying to describe me as a person. Yeah, but it's not that it's hard to describe you as a person. I'm just I'm struggling with articulating exactly what is in my brain at the moment. Try to just see what uh, she called me asymmetrical or symmetrical. Your therapist? No, not my therapist. Oh, I was like, <laughs> that's a weird therapy trick. And I couldn't, I couldn't tell if she was talking about my face or my personality. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, either way, I like the way that, she, that word. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could see it being asymmetrical. Yeah, I think that's what she said. Because it's not the same all the time, but it is, but it's not. I don't know. Child, listen. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to deviate a little bit from motherhood and talk to you about the artist side of yourself because you are an artist and a creative. Oh, Lord. An incredibly, incredibly talented actress in my presence. Phenomenal. I mean, like, when can't get, get enough. I feel like when I'm disciplined, I'm fucking, I'm amazing. Yeah. When I'm disciplined. Well, we all are. If you let... <laughs> If you let an actor off the rails and let them do what they want to do, it's going to be some shit. They need direction. Um, talk to me a little bit about how... I almost said therapy again. Girl, we've been there. Talk to me a little bit how acting or, or being in the theater space uh, helped you through some of the tougher years of life. Ooh. Um, I think think with therapy is is that your stomach mine that's mine okay yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> i was saying right before you came i was like damn i'm hungry um i think with theater i've always been able to just turn off the outside noise mm-hmm. step into a different space because like even with people in them theaters are very quiet spaces mm-hmm. they're quiet dark spaces yeah and then once the lights are down and the stage lights come up you can immerse yourself somewhere else Mm -hmm. and be somewhere else and just forget for a really long time and for a really long time like i I autopiloted myself because there was a time where like you know like i was going to flow and i was Mm -hmm. just doing show 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 um I was able just to go there mm-hmm. and turn off everything else. Like there was a point where I was literally sleeping in the green room in between classes because that's just where I felt safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just gave me that space to be something different than I already was, mm-hmm. which is insane. Cause I think L'Oreal in general is she, I, uh, <laughs> I like her. And I struggle with I struggle with that a lot, a mm-hmm. lot. I struggle with liking her a lot, but being able to go somewhere else and be someone else, and everybody notices me. I'm gonna be honest about it, because um, growing up I wasn't noticed. So it's just like I'm gonna do this thing, 
and people notice that and they notice that it's good and they're telling me that it's good so i'm just gonna keep on doing this thing and it's gonna keep making me feel good mm -hmm. and there was a point where it wasn't making me feel good anymore mm -hmm. and i and I, I don't can't remember if we talked about it or not but taylor was just like you seem real angry and we can see it on stage and we did talk about that again. yes and i think that's when i was just like okay well i'm gonna go and get therapy because this is my thing this is the thing that's keeping me sane and if it's leaking into that then it's not good it's not good yep then it's not good for mm -hmm. me and and that was the conversation was just like i'm your friend i care about you something isn't right yeah and those type of conversations woof You know, because for a minute I was, how, how dare you? Did you, you could, you don't know not right from wrong. Don't you science me? Uh -huh. Yeah, it's hard when people in your corner start to ask you about how you are. That's when you know it's really like, oh shit, maybe I should look into this. Yep. Maybe something, you might be on to something. And not just that, but like, we don't talk like that. Yeah, that, yeah, that is very true we don't talk like that and for him to come out and say that to me mm -hmm. it meant a lot not only did it mean a lot but i was just like okay well maybe i need to figure out something and i feel like at the time the people that i was doing theater with those were the people that were seeing the most of me mm -hmm. because there was a time where i just like disappeared off the face of the earth yes that is true if <laughs> yeah there was yeah when i just disappeared off the face of the earth and theater was the only time anyone saw me. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm glad I have that space because I do feel like um, it is very easy for me to uh, close myself off. Mm -hmm. And I'm being honest about that now mm -hmm. a days. <laughs> Um, and I haven't figured out exactly what that is, mm -hmm. but theater is definitely an outlet for it. Yeah. So. I agree. I relate to that. I started doing theater. I've probably told this story a bajillion times because I didn't want to be myself because my home life was so shit. And because I, um, it's not that I didn't like who I was as a human. I didn't like who I was up here. And I, I needed an escape from that. And so I was like, maybe if I do this, yeah. I used to enjoy it when I was a kid. I, I always was doing something funny or being in a play or church plays or whatever. And yeah, I did church plays. Me. I know, it's weird to think about, but I was in at you least one church play. talk about it after play. today. <laughs> <laughs> I was in, and I helped write it. It was not good. Um... Was there music? No. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. No, okay. I'll give you that. It wasn't a musical, but it was definitely a low-budget church play, for sure. Well. Um, whew, that lady really thought she was a writer. Anyway, so, you know, I, I was like, this is something that I've enjoyed. Maybe if I try this, it'll help me kind of escape. And it turned into definitely an escape and definitely a, a way to heal but it also turned into a way to help others heal. And so theater is really, y'all, if you ain't been to a play, go to a play. Go see a play. Go see a play. Just like. 
I've been dying to use that bumper sticker. <laughs> I got it. As soon as I get a car. As soon as I get a vehicle. Seem like that meme that uh who is that? Billy is that Billy? Not Billy Crystal. Bill what's the The Bill, tape guy? Billy Mays, yeah. <laughs> Slap that on there. Yeah. But for truly, like theater really is such a powerful tool and such a uh a cathartic just ah oh. it is ah oh. it really really is i love it i'm starting to miss it i know i know somebody around town got to do a show that's gonna be worth my time though like yeah that's that's how i normally feel mm-hmm. that's literally how i feel like i've i did my time of doing the little cutesy whatever and that's not to say that i wouldn't do those plays again though they're fun they're fun to do they're easy they're mindless but like i need something that's going to make me feel so that i can make other people feel yeah i just want to be challenged mm-hmm. i want to be challenged i want to be a villain again that's really what i want it is fun it let me let me tell you something you. i didn't know mindset infinite sadness was so fun it was so fun you were so and people was like i hated you i was like yes thank you that's exactly the response i wanted that was me <laughs> after uh titus andronicus yeah yep i'm like you were so horrible and i'm like thank you <laughs> yes <laughs> um speaking of my infinite sadness yes um We'll have to discuss some things about that. Okay. For the near future. I have some very exciting things that I want to do with that show, and I absolutely 100% want you to be involved. Of course. Um, L'Oreal was in the original cast. She played you, which is the physical representation of depression. And, I mean, just... I feel like more people should have seen that show. I hate that it was January. I know it's your birthday. I was like, but that snow, <laughs> that snowstorm really just yeah. The snowstorm the first weekend really, really tore us up. But the second weekend we had really good crowds. We did. Second weekend we had really good crowds, and it got, it didn't get as much notice at Fringe either. And I was like, like a a, a, a nice amount of people came to see it but not an, like, yeah, enough. and that's not me being like oh you gotta see my show like I there is a very important message in the show that I want people to receive and to say you're not alone yeah I mean um, but everybody that saw it responded really well to it so yeah um talk to me about that process how was that for you <sighs> I know for me it was very cathartic, but depression personified for me. I think that's a lot of what I was doing was what my depression sounds like to me in my head, mm-hmm. and and I just what would that person be like? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just went with that. I just went with that. That's what just felt natural to me. And I went with that. You had no problems with it. You said no to chain smoking. Yeah. But, no. <laughs> but. That was. <laughs> I'm like, can I chain smoke? I forgot all about that. I was like, no. 
<laughs> Why? I mean, maybe, but like, maybe for this new installment. <laughs> I, no, I don't think I would ever do that because I would have to smoke. <laughs> you can get the fake ones, but also, no, it's not a part of the story. It's no, it's not. It's not. It's not. Sometimes I do too much. Sometimes I do. <laughs> but as as directors, we want the actors to make choices, and that was a choice. Yeah, I remember I added sunglasses to a costume. They were like, "What? It's nighttime. What are you doing?" <laughs> I just thought that she would have on shades. People wear shades at nighttime. That was young L'Oreal. She was wilding. She sunglasses at night. What's that song? I wear yeah. my sunglasses at night so um, I can. But yeah, that's kind of just where I went with it. Mm-hmm. And it felt real, real good because I was just like, people are seeing this. They're thinking about it. They're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's what ultimately i think the goal was yeah to start the conversation yeah um and i think it also put it in a different light for some people yeah because some people just see it as oh i'm just sad and it's more than that it's really really more than just yeah. being sad it's if so i was just people. sad bitch i'd just go to the bar and get a drink yeah it's way more than that i play a video game if i was just sad like i would eat <laughs> like it's so deep so much deeper than that I was about to ask you something. Are you gonna come back out into the theater world soon? I know, I know the baby is fresh. The bun is fresh out of the oven. I have two auditions this month. Work. Which, yes, I do, which I do need to get headshots for. Mm -hmm. But I do have two auditions this month. We'll see. We'll see. Well, see, I don't want. I didn't want to stay gone for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I feel like I was just getting the groove, mm-hmm. and then it was just like, bam, baby. <laughs> no, I will not. I will. But I will not. Because I tell you, Tri- Triassic Park was so hard on me. It was so hard on me, baby. Like my morning sickness was so bad. Like I, I didn't even think that I was gonna be able to pull it off. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Oh, sorry. That you were casting that, and I was like, how far along is she? <laughs> okay. Got my eyes on you. Far along to the point where, towards the end, like when we were doing like dancing and stuff, like I was sick. Like I would push myself so hard, and then I would go home and I would just be like, have to pass out because I would be so sick, and mm-hmm. also just like not really want to tell people how sick I was. But like it came to a point where we were just like, at a certain point in the opening monologue, I did not have down, which so sorry, Gary, so sorry. Um, I did not have that open monologue down. And he was just like, it's the it's the first page, and I was just like, but I've been throwing up. <laughs> It's been really hard. Um, but I mean, I pushed myself through it. I really, really mm-hmm. did because, like, I wanted it. Yeah, I really, really wanted it, and like, I didn't want to be the person that got replaced and then talked about. So, I did what I had to do to get where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. We love the strength. Thanks. But also, it's okay if you need to step away. And but also like uh, I think Triassic Park was something. Um, Justin had asked me to do literally the last week of uh, maybe two weeks um, of Good People. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I was just like, yep. He was just like, it's got dinosaurs. They grow penises. And I was just like, say more. Is that what that show was about? Did you? Oh, you didn't see it. I didn't it. get a chance to see it, no. It's about the dinosaurs of Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. But they can't call it Jurassic Park because they might get sued. Of course. Let's, let's actually use a song. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's about that. And then they all start growing penises. And then... Yes. I should have auditioned for that show. It was that amazing. So also, fun. I think you would have made a good Morgan Freeman. Oh, of course. <laughs> but yeah, you should audition for that show. Hmm, it was actually it. amazing. <laughs> and it was so much fun to do. So the cast was amazing. Yeah. And, you know, and I got to do a show finally with Rachel Bailey. Yeah. So it ended up being a lot of fun. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. I love her. So. Sweet. I have one final question for you. Um, never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm here to answer questions. <laughs> um, here on Mental Health Check Monday, our motto, like I said in the intro, is turning mental illness into mental wellness. Okay. What does mental wellness look like to you? What does it look like to mm-hmm. me? Or feel like or sound like? What is What is your definition of mental wellness? You know what? I don't think there's any one way to be mentally well. Mm -hmm. I feel like life is always going to have its challenges and it's always going to have its stresses. Um, It's how strategic. uh, I got you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think it's how you deal with it and how Mm -hmm. you navigate through life. I feel because I think a happy person is actually terrifying, like a completely happy person. Every day of the week, 365 days a year, are you happy? All the time. Mm. Mm-mm. It's giving cults. <laughs> it's giving. It's giving drug addiction. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it is definitely giving cult. Like, it's giving cults. Scary, it's, creepy. It's giving Christian love. Yeah. It's giving. It's giving missionary work. <laughs> it's giving trips to Uganda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to help the people. So I think there's no one way to do it. I just think it's it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And whatever you can do to live a happy and successful successful life without damage to yourself and others, I feel like then you're on the right track. Beautiful. I love that. I love that everybody's answer has been different too. It's it's interesting to hear what everybody has to say and how they feel about mental wellness. Uh, my final, my actual final question for you, okay, <laughs> um, is to leave us with a bit of advice for allies. How can they be in our corner? What can they do to um, to be there for us, to support us? Shut up! <laughs> I know you're laughing, but I mean that. I'm laughing because that has been the answer from everybody. Get out! I'm dead, like, dead ass. <laughs> From myself included. I thought I was saying something so deep. No, it is deep. It truly is deep. Like, that's why so many people have said it. Because, carry on. No, you because you are about to give the whole reason. Yeah. Shut up. Give people the space to talk. Mm-hmm. You've had the space for so long. And you continue to hold the space. It's time to talk about something different. Mm-hmm. And we can't do that with you talking over us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is my advice. And reparations. 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. And this is gonna be the last episode of Black History. In Month, reparations. So. <laughs> and I ain't talking about no forty acres in the mule. I'm talking about randomly Venmo your friend right now. Right Send now, your your nearest black friend four hundred dollars. <laughs> ain't high. If you can't afford, she need the funds. She do. Um. Oh my God. Do you uh, want to plug anything? Do you have anything that you need to plug right now? Social media, anything like that? I don't have anything I need to plug for myself at all. But while we're on the subject of mental health, mm-hmm. shrinking on Apple Plus. Ooh. Watch it. Jason Siegel. It's very, very good. Watch it. Is it a, is it a TV series or is it like a docuseries? It's a TV series. Okay. Shrinking? Shrinking. Hmm. We're going to have to add that to our list. Shrinking. Do you guys have Apple Plus? Mm-hmm. What? what stuff are you watching on Apple Plus? Because I got a whole list for you. Because of this thing. Let me see. I'm okay, going to show you what stuff yeah. you need to watch. Yeah, you do that. And while you do that, I'm going to outro. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. L'Oreal, thank you for being here. And thank you for loading me up with some shows to watch. Because I was, you know, we're always looking for something to watch. Uh, I will see you all in the next episode. Every single Monday, there will be a Mental Health Chat Monday. Make sure you tune in. You're subscribed and all that good stuff. If you want to find me, like I said, I'm at DJ Bionic on everything. You can find me on all the social media. And go and like the Mental Health Chat Monday Facebook page, please. And thank you. Uh, And I will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.